your passion project I'm assuming yes your baby how did you feel when you had to release it out into the world oh I'm actually um, at the point of release I was really excited because okay. I was I'm so proud of this movie I'm so happy with it it turned out way better than I could have ever dreamed honestly and that's all because it's an incredible cast and crew um, so <laughs> I, I kind of equate it to whenever I get a present for my kids that like, I know that they'll like for Christmas, I'm just like, I can't wait to open it. I can't wait to get the camera and everything. Um, it kind of felt like that for us, like, releasing this film, and people are kind of coming to it like, well, what is this? You know, and, and the idea. And so I was excited to hear, to actually go to the movie theater and sit in the audience and just hear people respond to it and kind of come out of going, oh, now I know. I didn't even know this movie could, the world of Toy Story could be even bigger than this. See it. So I was excited. That was amazing. So obviously, a lot of these characters we've known for many, many years. Can you kind of tell us a little bit what it was like to create the new characters and what that process was like? Yeah, yeah. that's that's a cool. <laughs> that's, that's a, a cool, big question. <laughs> no, that's a cool part of it, right? It is because you know you we, you know when you're going to work on this film, you're going to inherit all these great characters that come from the previous movies, but. It's kind of a discovery along the way what other characters you're going to need to, to support the story and to prop it up. Um, well, Bo, Bo Peep is one we knew early on yeah. that we were going to need to reimagine for this film. Yeah, the um, Bo Peep was always a big part of this movie from the very beginning. So bringing her back in a, in a different way, staying true to her character from the other films, but also showing what's new and different about her so Woody has something to learn of, of from her was so important. Um, the other characters, in a way, it was fun because we can treat them like they've never seen the other Toy Story movies at all. Mm -hmm. So Forky comes into being and he's like, what is going on? I don't understand any of this. Mm -hmm. And uh, so <laughs> we literally were like, had a scene where they all go, Bonnie's coming, and all the toys fall, and Forky just stands there. <laughs> and he was like, what are you, what are you guys doing? And he's like, fall to the ground. Why? I don't know why. And so he didn't, he, that was so much fun just to kind of throw a wrench into the world of Toy Story. Same with uh, Ducky and Bunny. We can just completely make them pranksters and just do whatever they want, which is a lot of fun. Um, but it's, you know, the, the um, one thing we always look for is toy truth. So Forky is an example of that. Our kids just make stuff and play with it. So we've never done that before. So we thought that was a great idea. Also, um, do Kaboom in this commercial. Mm -hmm. Growing up, especially in the 80s, you have all these great toy commercials and the toys, once you get it, it's like, oh, you never, you didn't have all, everything that was in the commercial. So yeah. it's kind of not as great. Um, so we played into that as well. So that, making of new characters was, the, was allowed us to have a lot of freedom in the, the entire story. So after seeing Toy Story 4, when um, we went home, my, my kiddo is six, for a short time, he's like, nothing is trash. Don't throw anything in the trash. We've got to figure it. I'm like, good God, it's trash. Oh, no. Throw it out. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cute. <laughs> so, yeah. My daughter's been doing something kind of similar where at school every day they eat with sporks and she comes home with one <laughs> in her lunchbox every single day and makes a new forky every single oh, day. That's <laughs> Literally awesome. every single day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that's that. Great. Yeah. It's funny. We weren't sure like what the toy industry was going to do with this character. <laughs> uh, when we first came up with the idea, it was like, are they going to make 
how, what are they going to do with this? I'm not sure. We, we were like, that's their problem. <laughs> <laughs> But one thing I love that they did was they made a build your own forky kit. So yes, could, that, yeah. that, that was genius. So. so when you guys brought out the spork, did, I'm sh- I'm an '80s kid, so I grew up with that. I mean, you know, we saw, yeah. and now they really don't have it. So were there a, a people that when you said we're going to bring a spork, they were like, "What was that? What is that?" <laughs> like, were, did they? Did everybody know? Yeah, I feel like yeah. most people most people knew. Okay. Um, well, I will say. That when we were trying to come up with a name for him, yeah. we actually we struggled a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I remember taking an image of Forky Holmes before we had the name, and I showed it to my son, who was five at the time. Yeah. And I go, "Hey, buddy, what do you think this guy's name is?" And he looked at me and went, mm, "Fork Face." <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't use that. <laughs> but, but it was interesting that he didn't know what a spork was. Yeah. And yeah. so um, that I remember coming back and going, "Like he doesn't. He thinks it's a fork." And we're like, "Oh." Yeah, doesn't mean Bonnie needs to know exactly what it is. Right. right? So, Forky was kind yeah, of yeah, because we called him Sporky for a while, but but then Forky actually became something that seemed more believable as what a little girl yeah. would name yeah. the thing. What because of that, not knowing yeah. that, that even is a Spork. Right. Amazing. How did you guys come up with Forky? The name. <laughs> oh, the name. Or or well, the concept of it. The concept yeah. came out of um, a, a joke. Actually, we were sitting around in the story room. And just talking about the rules of the world for Toy Story. You're trying to figure it all out. Well, we, we would watch the first three constantly just to make sure we're getting everything correct. Nothing feels like it's, we haven't, we're not retreading anything. And uh, we were sitting around going, well, in the rules of Toy Story, it's like a toy, anything a kid plays with a toy comes to life. So, but our kids play with cups and mm-hmm. rocks. Does that mean the rock is alive? And instead of like getting caught up in it, we, we totally embraced it. Like, Yes, that rock's alive, and it has rock problems. And, you know, <laughs> so, so then we went, well, if it was a spork, it, sporks were meant to be used and thrown out, and that's his goal, that's his purpose. Right. And um, it, we were just like, well, this, isn't, this is too fun to not try this and see what happens. And we just kept going down the path, and now we have this insane character. All run. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's awesome. Are there any Easter eggs in Toy Story 4 that I can look for, that we can look for in the Blu-ray. Now we can focus. I watched it once in theater. Now I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's actually easier now, right, than it is in the theater <laughs> uh, by, because you can pause, um, which is helpful. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot. There's more Easter eggs in Toy Story 4 than any other Pixar film by uh-huh. far, by, uh, yeah. by an order of magnitude. Um, partially, mostly because of this antique store that we have, mm-hmm. right? There's more than 10,000 things that, that are set dressed in that store. Um, so that gave us the chance to go back into our old model catalogs from all the previous films and pull things over, kind of get them working in the new technology and, and dress them in the background. So there's something from every Pixar feature film and short film in that antique store. Can you share one that I can look for? Any hints, or? I think, um, yes, but I just want to say, add to that. I think you can pause pretty much on any shot that's in the store and you'll see something. Yeah, it's literally every shot that's in the antique store will have something in the background. And there's some really obscure ones that... It's kind of even hard yeah. to explain. One of them's Ed Catmull's yeah. hand. The first ever <laughs> computer model was built by Ed Catmull back in like when he was in college. Seventies. Yeah. Yeah. And and so as a tribute to Ed, wow. his hand is in a case. Took that hand, that model, and made it look like it's a statue and it's for sale. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
on one of the shelves. Uh, I love that this there's a stuffed barracuda that's hanging on the wall. That's the same barracuda that killed Nemo. Bing Bong's locket is in there. There's a monster scream canister on the shelf. The house from Up has been shrunk into it. Now it's a dollhouse and it's being sold oh, in there yeah. as well. So there's, there's just those, that's just scratched in the surface. Now, what was the piece of the story where you thought, okay, we need to tell the story? Was it what happened to Bo or what's going on with Cody now? What was the piece that kind of spearheaded well, doing Toy Story 4? I'd say there's kind of a couple of moments. I think the very first one was what happened to Bo. Bo was always a plan to be part of it. Um, called the movie Peep. That was the code name for the movie oh, from the very beginning because of, because of Bo being such a big part of it. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then I think the moment that got me kind of hooked, I was like, I need to work on this now, was um, just what's next for Woody? Because it was, we've seen three, and three feels like the, the end. And that is the end of his time with Andy, but it's not the end of his story. It's because now he's in this new room with a new kid, new toys, and it's, it can't be the exact same experience. And that's something we've never seen Woody before. I'm like, oh, that is interesting. What would happen? That, that just reeled me in. Uh, and Actually, then the idea of the ending. Kind of. I had a question about the ending uh, yeah. with Woody. Was it a struggle at all for the writers or for the team to see Woody go off with Pete? Because he's always been known for being so loyal to his person that he was yeah. with, his child. So when he did that, that was like a big shock to a lot of people that he shock. made that decision. So I was wondering if the team struggled with him doing that. I'd say, yeah. They don't, I don't know if they struggled as much of that of him doing that. Although that that was not that was the struggle. That the struggle was yeah. How how do we do that? How do we how do we how do we do that? Because the first few years we were working on the movie, that wasn't the ending. It didn't go that way. And so it was something that we found as we were kind of evolving the movie and trying different versions of it over time. Mm -hmm. And I know it became pretty clear that. We wanted Bo Peep to, to have like a massive impact on Woody, to be the catalyst for him kind of recognizing that there's, he needed, there needed to be a change in his life. Um, yeah. But to do that and have her really change him, every, any version we had that had him just going back to Bonnie felt like he hadn't really changed. He didn't change. He was just, he was the same character he's always been. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, it was, we, it was a two-step process. We did. So every the early versions were always uh, Woody found Bo and brought her back to Bonnie mm -hmm. in the story. And it was like, okay, another little adventure. That's what I thought was going to happen. Like Which it was going to go in that direction. Yeah. 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 Um, and if it happened, you would have been upset because <laughs> we we tried it a bunch of different ways and it just never was fully lined up. The second way we tried was, which I think is on the Blu-ray actually, is, is was an ending where Bo um, saw a kid that came into the store all the time that she wanted to be with. And Woody could see that in her. And after she's already agreed to come back with them and everything, mm -hmm. they're racing to get back to the RV at the end of the movie, and, he's, and Bo sees this girl, and Woody realizes he has to let her go. And so he would cheat the carnival game in order to help her get with this girl. And as they're walking, you know, the last time they see each other, for real, it's like she's being carried away by this girl. Yeah, little girls and carrying Woody's her away, and that's it. They go their separate ways. Yeah, and Woody, like, gave up his chance to get back to Bonnie, on the RV in order to let. Oh, wow. Wow. So he was wow. just a look. Well, so <laughs> that's how it ended. <laughs> 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 no, 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 I'm enthralled. <laughs> yeah. This is great. This, this kind yeah. of worked. It was really funny. Was he, he was left alone. The carnival's closed up. He's mm -hmm. left alone on the street, and he doesn't know what to do. And all of a sudden, lights, car lights come on him again. He drops. 
and it's the RV pulls up, and Bonnie hops out oh, and picks him up. Oh, yeah. And Bonnie's dad's like, how did you know that he'd be here? And Bonnie just goes, Forky told me. And <laughs> oh, okay. And it's like, That's what? And like, I don't know, I'm exhausted, let's go home. And then at the end of the epilogue, Woody was like, look, thank you for saving me, but yes. you cannot talk to Bonnie. Like, why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I helped you. Why, why, why can't I do that? <laughs> That's funny. How did Gabby Gabby come to life? I loved her. She well, was awesome. First off, we realized we didn't never had a real kind of doll in any of the Toy Story movies. Like a real... A baby doll. A real baby doll. Yeah. yeah. And so I love um, Twilight Zone. I love Taki Tina. I love yeah. all, the, all that That's stuff. what it reminded me of when yeah. I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Um, and, the, you know, those things are, can't, they're, first of all, they're in every single antique store as well. Yes. You always mm-hmm. walk through it for reference. You see a creepy doll in the corner. And the way those eyes move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, so, and they've got the lashes like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, was <laughs> um, it was just, we needed to do it. And so... Um, it was do, should we you know we thought it would be a great villain we've never done a villain a female villain in any of the Toy Story films so we thought that was a great idea too and then it kind of evolved to like well she doesn't have to be the villain we could think that she's the villain mm-hmm. but then with what he goes through with Bo it actually helps to help her mm-hmm. and kind of turn the audience and show that she's not exactly what we thought she was. But I liked that yeah. complexity in her character. Because I thought at first, oh, she, I mean, she looked a little creepy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. You're like, oh, she's the bad guy. But then when yeah. it kind of, you heard her story, you're like, oh. Right. Like, yeah. And then you feel yeah. bad for her. We, we worked yeah. really hard yeah. to find yeah. that balance. Sure and then you're kind of, work. you're rooting for her then, you know? Yeah. yeah. I forgot her minion's names. What were the guys' names? Ben's. Oh, my God. Benson. They were freaky. <laughs> they popped up on the screen. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I hate those things. Well, I had a ventriloquist dummy as a kid that I loved. And uh, I, that and Woody actually, in the very first Toy Story, he used to be a ventriloquist dummy. So I thought it was kind of cool to bring it back uh, around. And then it brings Foster Hall. Have one come up in the film. Perfect. Thank you. And then actually, when she brought up Gabby Gabby, so it sounds like Gabby Gabby... I, what I was wondering is, was she always supposed to have the ending that she was, or was she at some point maybe not going to have a happy ending and oh, just yeah. be a straight villain? Yeah, um, absolutely. The very first version we had, she was always kind of like the godfather of yeah. the <laughs> story, and it had tons yeah. of intros to dummies. The very first version we did, she she was pure villain the whole time. And she, was, she got fixed at the end, but then this collector came into the antique store, found her, and do you remember the ending? It was like... I'm a Gabby Gabby collector, I have them all. Oh, yes. And then you saw her uh, get taken into this house and get put into a case like Between. that. Yeah. And yeah. then um, the camera pulled back, back and there's like That's hundreds dark. and hundreds <laughs> and hundreds <laughs> of Gabby Gabby. You would have freaked out every child. In that <laughs> <laughs> oh my They're all like in pristine condition <laughs> yeah. and just stuck in... <laughs> Yeah, thank you for not doing that. No. Well, I, do, I do have to say, as a mom no. to two little girls, every time I have to now donate or throw away a toy that just can't be donated, I feel very guilty thanks to Toy Story. Because oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, oh, but you're, you're going to go to a nice home. <laughs> like, I, I find myself feeling sorry if I'm putting them into the donation box. and like. Yeah. So based on my research, working on the film... Um, I learned that you're never supposed to look it in the eye. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 you need to do your toys. Don't look it directly in the 
high because you can't help but make a connection to it and think about how, you know, what it was. So, oh my some God. advice for your head. <laughs> <laughs> no, Turn it around. Come on. Into the box you go. <laughs> right, on that note, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye bye.